lock and load. This is Steve Dace. The Steve Dace Show. Greetings and happy Friday. Welcome to the Steve Dace Show. Live and on demand. And of course, it's questionable how much in demand we are. But we are here nevertheless on Blaze TV radio and podcast. Happy Friday to all of you. I am Steve Dace. Todd Erzin is here, of course, as is Aaron McIntyre. Rachel Semmel, friend of the show from the Center for Renewing America, is here too. She'll be joining us from the day for the Dace Group here in just a matter of moments. Let us know what you think about what we think by emailing the show, steve at stevedace.com. D-E-A-C-E, like us on Facebook, MeWe, Parlor, and Gab. Follow me at Steve Day Show on Twitter and Getter, and you can get clips of the show uh, by going to rumble.com slash Steve Day Show. That's rumble.com slash Steve Day Show. Did you guys see the news about Rumble this morning? So I, I a month ago, I told you, my I, I was predicting, I thought Trump's truth social, once it went live, would essentially obliterate all the other alternative social media platforms out there. I was very bullish on it, remember? Just a bit outside. Two weeks later, I'm uh, 1.3758 millionth place or something uh, to get on this site. Uh, several of you are emailing me, the backdoor VIP guy, email his email address. Yeah, I, I've already spoken to him numerous times, and he stopped replying to me about 10 days ago. <laughs> so I've already been down that road. Okay, And so that prompted me two weeks ago to now give a prediction. I don't think this thing will look ever get off the ground maybe even i made that prediction last week i can't remember they run together when you're 1.275 millionth in line all right well this morning news has emerged that trump's truth social has moved its servers over to rumbles now i gotta tell you based on a lot of personal experience here the last few months i didn't have much faith in and whoever was making decisions and running the show over there uh, from an administrative and capability and capacity standpoint at Truth Social. But I have a lot of faith in uh, my old buddy Dan Bongino. So uh, it might be Dan Bongino to the rescue here of Truth Social. And, you know, just like we thought that Elon launching his bid against Twitter, probably not coincidental after his buddies at the Babylon Bee get banned. I'm guessing the Twitter board of directors is going to really regret that ban one day here pretty mm-hmm. soon. Okay. Uh, and also the clumsy launch of Trump's truth social, right? We talked about that. Mm-hmm. I also don't, I think it probably is much of a coincidence that finally someone took their head out of their ass over there at Trump social and said, or truth social and said, you know what? Why don't we call up some people that have actually done this successfully before like Dan Bongino over at rumble thoughts. Well, that's an issue that, goes way beyond the notion of a new social media platform. You just described a conversation we had over and over again about the Trump presidency in general, and therefore it's going to be a conversation we have about a potential Trump presidency in the future. Where are all the best people? Indeed. Why not go with people who have track records working in your favor as opposed to, I don't know, Elaine Chow? Is that kind of what you're thinking? (laughs) Yeah. Um, uh, Also, if you like Aaron... Aaron's sweatshirt. I always get a comment about this every time you wear it, Aaron. The uh, Baby Lives Matter sweatshirt. We've got variations of that and all kinds of merch available to you right now in our Blaze Media store. Just go to shop.blazemedia.com. Shop.blazemedia.com. A lot of cool stuff there, both branded for the show and just branded for uh, every other show and everything we do here at The Blaze in general. And if you use the code DACE10 at checkout. 
DACE10 at checkout, you'll get 10% off uh, as well uh, when you go to shop.blazemedia.com. All right, coming up on today's program, Feedback Friday is what we will get to next hour of the show. But of course, we begin, as we always do on Fridays, with the DACE Group. Your weekly look at the week that was brought to you by Freedom Project Academy. If you are already, and I would be, if you're looking at uh, alternative education options for next fall, uh, make sure you get one of the best ones before all of those open slots dries up. It's with our friends at Freedom Project Academy. I first met the team behind this online academy when we were in the trenches fighting back against Common Core together uh, several years ago, and they parlayed that into launching the this school, which unlike public schools, has perfected live online uh, learning now for almost a decade. It's a classical learning style. What does that mean? It means that you are taught, your children are, the same way that the people who founded and forged the country were taught. Not uh, what to think, but how to think. Critical thinking is a requirement, not just encouraged. Uh, and they won't just learn a whole bunch of pagan and woke propaganda. Uh, they won't learn any of that. In fact, they're going to actually learn the mastery of subject matter that actually matters. If you want to get more information on this, and you should, because I've even had my own son enrolled in this in the past, so I've seen firsthand how well it works, go to freedomforschool.com. Again, freedomforschool.com. Let us now get to issue one. Bleep, Lord Nefarious says. Why is it that we can sit here in the White House briefing room with no masks, but people can't sit in an airplane cabin with no masks? Well, Peter, I'm not a doctor. You're not a doctor. Both surprised and disappointed because those types of things really are the purview of the CDC. This is a public health issue. And for a court to come in, and if you look at the rationale for that, it really is not particularly firm. And we are concerned about that, about courts getting involved in things that are unequivocally public health decisions. I mean, this is a CDC issue. It should not, should not have been a court issue. Here's a developmentally appropriate way to talk to toddlers about bodies and gender. You know the body parts that your diaper or your panties or your underwear cover? I'm, I'm like going to get emo I'm gonna get emotional about this issue because I just, it's horrible. But, uh but you know, it's it's like kids who are bullied, and they, 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 like all these leaders are, are taking steps to hurt them and hurt their lives and hurt their families. And you look at some of these laws in these states, and it is going after parents who are in loving relationships who have kids. It's completely outrageous. Hi, my name's Az, and I'm a preschool teacher. So my classroom celebrates diversity. It's probably my favorite thing to teach. And I worry that in covering. Glenn Youngkin and his politics of parental choice, all the focus was on how well it worked. And even in our conversations about DeSantis, it's about how well they're serving him. The, the, the truth is, dehumanization as a tactic for politics is from war. Dehumanization is a, it's a, it's a tactic 
It's being used right now. The Russians get their soldiers to rape children by dehumanizing them. This is Savannah Hernandez here in Venice Beach. Now, California is trying to pass a bill to legalize infanticide seven days post-birth. Let's go see what Californians think of the bill. So I prefer that most women make their decisions at eight weeks, but, if, but I'm also in support of 10 months out of the womb. So you think babies should be aborted 10 months after they're born? If if the mother wants to, yes. I think f them kids. So if like you want to get a late term abortion, like that's up to you. We humans should get used to the idea that we are no longer mysterious souls. In the Easter holidays, the entire message of the gospels of the Easter holidays was love one another. And I've said this before and I'll say it again. If Jesus Christ was alive today, he would be called a groomer, he would be called woke, and he would be called a socialist. By the way, the, the two men in the middle of that uh, uh, um, uh, a-hole a sandwich, uh, of that panel there on MSNBC, um, Matthew Dowd and Tim Miller both come out of the George W. Bush uh, political machine. They used to actually be very prominent within that George W. Bush political machine, as a matter of fact. So we voted for that twice, Todd, to save America, of course. Good times. Is America, feel, is America feeling especially saved now because of those votes, Todd? No? No. Maybe if Jesus were alive. Maybe if Jesus, if only Jesus were alive. Indeed. And, and second, and as a follow-up question, what was it last weekend? Anyway, moving on. Uh, Rachel, as the guest, you get the first crack at this. Uh, what was the worst that was belched forth from the bowels of hell this week? Well, I wish Jen Psaki would have had that same reaction to the five uh, babies who were killed out of the womb here in D.C., which we still don't have any uh, autopsies on. But the worst for me actually wasn't in the montage. It was an article that I read earlier this week that I thought was fake until I saw it a couple days later and realized it was real. And that was that the United States Air Force is relocating service members from whatever state that they're stationed in to make them feel comfortable if they're not comfortable with the state's uh, anti-trans laws. So if you're a service member and you have kids in Florida and you think DeSantis is going to come and take your children away, no questions asked. The Air Force will move your family to a uh, more secure or safe state. They'll give you a uh, unlimited health care and counseling and pay all your legal fees. This is the United States Air Force. And so I was reading the Post article on it and uh, one of the quotes in there from somebody of importance whose name I'm misremembering said that if our service men and women don't feel safe, it's an issue of national security. So apparently they expanded some special needs protection for these children and our tax dollars are paying for United States airmen and their families to be shipped off to another state if they just don't happen to like what the governor does. It's absolutely incredible. Rachel, respectfully, I, I need to push back on, on you just a little bit. If you, you say that as if it's a bad thing, if you don't like this, build your own Air Force. <laughs> That's an option. We did. It yeah, was we've heard that. Space Force. Yeah, yeah, we've heard that. We've heard that before. Um, this is another what she just cited. This is another example of what I meant when I said last week, I am not trying to save that America. I, I don't want to save that. I want to defeat it. That is an enemy. That is irredeemable. It has to be defeated. I'm not interested in saving it. I want to defeat it. Todd. I, 
it's amazing, Rachel, that we're we, I have given our montage, Friday montages a ten every single time for as long back as I can remember, and this one doesn't fail to come through on that and leave it to Rachel Semmel to say, "Oh, not good enough." I've got or some. not bad enough. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, it is. Um, I think she is uniquely our our current uh, White House uh, press secretary. I, I find her to be a unique symbol of what's going on. The fact that she is the mouthpiece and, and, and just lies so easily to the point of those ridiculous crocodile tears about how yeah, you're in, not buying that act are you? about how yeah. endangered these children are but which is true but that's my that's my just, point yes it's the exact opposite from people and by people like her opposite. yes she is you know how many i i i'm a father of four daughters I, I get to talk about women's issues. Uh, do you? There are just way too many women out there who are her. And listen, the dudes. We God, we have our own problems. Dear, yes, but for now, the, the, you way too many of you have become her. You, you, you're the power of every single damn emotion that you have. Uh is a PhD to you. And you're destroying us. You're absolutely destroying us, believing that, absolutely believing that a five-year-old can believe accurately that they are the opposite gender is, we're going to have, these are fighting words that will lead to blood sooner or later. It just has to be that way. Y- you are the ones who are an absolute danger to children. If you believe this, your children should be taken away from you. And yes, just like here. Now I, I can hear Jenna Ellis. Oh, this is constitutionally fraught with peril. Screw you people. This is, this is impossible to sustain And again, I'm losing the ability as a community to communicate how little time we have left. Just shameless, shameless hijacking of our children's souls for whatever godless purposes you have, Jen Psaki. Darren. <laughs> so earlier this week... <laughs> After the show, and I'm I'm on the fly trying to figure out what symbol this was, but I believe it's a pagan and or demonic symbol. Earlier this week, uh, after one of the shows, I quipped to you, it seems like we're using Occam's razor and invoking Occam's razor less and less on the show. And I thought it was the reason that you gave is that when things are this out of control and demonic and complicated it applies less and less to which i replied we need a new we need a new razor 
here, and I proposed Dace's razor. You haven't you haven't used it yet, so I'm going to steal it back. Okay. Um, uh, Aaron's razor is this. That actually has a nicer ring to it, as a matter of fact. Aaron's yeah. razor. It's just demonic, bro. That. <laughs> tell me I'm wrong. Um, that video, I believe it was uh, Savannah Hernandez interviewing residents at Venice Beach, California. Mm-hmm. The dude who said, yeah, I'm fine with killing babies up to uh, 10 months after they're born. Why not 11 months? Why not 12 months? Oh, we'll put that aside for the moment. Did you catch what he was wearing around his neck? More and more, at least maybe it's just sticking out to me. I, I remember, I think it was a Washington Post story. A sob story about how it's, uh, it's becoming harder and harder for uh, women to get abortions because people are there praying for them at, at, at abortion uh, baby killing uh, facilities. And one of the guys who was like helping the women get into the building was wearing a pentagram. That's right. I remember around that. his neck. Yeah. This dude was wearing one of those demonic pagan symbols around his neck. Guys, it's not it's not trolling. It's not just, oh, they know not what they do. It's belief. It is belief. Mm-hmm. And it's just demonic bro exit question on a scale of one to ten with one being the odds sean hannity will ever stop letting lindsey graham use him for free and ten being the odds that lindsey graham pays handsomely to be used rate this week's level of total depravity todd ten rachel ten aaron ten Issue two, have Florida Republicans just signaled a paradigm shift? What seemed like it started out as a suggestion from activists and belligerents on shows like this a few weeks ago became reality yesterday as the Florida House of Representatives passed a bill stripping the Walt Disney Company of its special self-governing privileges in and around Walt Disney World in Florida. The measure was introduced after an order from Governor Ron DeSantis was made earlier in the week to debate Disney's special exemptions during a special legislative session. So just to boil all this down, this began with a bill months ago that would outlaw teachers discussing gender and sexual ideology with grade schoolers. That, in turn, sparked a wave of the rainbow jihad dubbing the bill the Don't Say Gay Bill. The Florida legislature and Ron DeSantis stared down the barrel of radical left-wing ire for weeks, despite the fact that polls showed even Florida Democrats supported the bill when they read the actual language. They stared down that outrage machine led towards the end by Disney, passed the bill, and then embarked on punishing Disney for siding with the child groomers. Folks, I don't know when, within the national spotlight, both woke corporate America and the Rainbow Jihad have both been mowed down on the same issue from the same people. It's a win, but hopefully not the last one. So, Rachel, I want to start with you again, because I want the inside D.C. there perspective, okay? Does Florida Republicans rising up to spank Disney signal a paradigm shift within the traditionally pro-corporatist GOP? Or is this just an outlier because of Ron DeSantis' leadership? What say you? 
So I actually think it's somewhere in the middle. I would like to say it's an outlier and the Republican Party is going to be reborn and this next year, this new, next election cycle is going to be different. However, I'm always a little bit skeptical because at, like you, I've seen this movie too many times. I do think that DeSantis and Florida Republicans are running a masterclass on how to beat the establishment and take the heat and win. But at the same time, people aren't really picking up on that on that lesson. At the very same time this week, when DeSantis is spanking Florida, in your words, the second coming of Ron DeSantis and Governor Yunkin, as people were calling him, was having a huge photo op with Google, inviting them into the state and their $300 million investment to help kids. Uh, you guys heard McCarthy's leaked tapes last night where mm -hmm. he's saying that he wants Republicans to get kicked off social media. I don't see standard traditional Republicans handing back over their Boeing, their Lockheed Martin checks. You know, they'll publicly say the Chamber of Commerce is terrible, but they're still going to take their, those checks. Here's what I do think that Ron DeSantis actually has changed when it comes to a paradigm shift. I think he's emboldened a lot of those who are always in the anti-establishment camp or maybe predisposed to that and helping candidates uh, lay out a path for how they can be successful. And I think you're seeing that in Arizona right now. So I think you're seeing more of a shift in maybe gubernatorial candidates that can feel empowered that maybe they can win. But as far as the corporatist Capitol Hill GOP Republicans, you go to Capitol Hill at 1 a.m. or 1 p.m., you throw a rock and you're going to hit about 10 members of Congress that are sitting down with corporate lobbyists. So I'm not, color me skeptical, but I don't think they're going to stop listening to Karl Rove and the normies anytime soon. Mm. Aaron, I'll let you go next. What do you think? So until I see differently, I'm still going to, and this is a much slighter edge than it would have been two, three, four weeks ago even. Um, but I'll give the slight edge to this is just an outlier because I think Rachel is right. And Rachel uh, working in D.C. would would be able to have a perspective on this uh, more acutely than most of us even would be able to have that the corporatist GOP, the ones that I talked about yesterday uh, in regards to um, um, the, the, the what's going on in Tennessee, the ones who just believe that you and I watching shows like this or Fox News even, we just exist to be good little peons that we're just chattel that we get up out of our butts every two to four years or off our butts, I should say, every two to four years, go vote for their chosen candidate and then let them save America, really just enriching themselves. That is 98% of the GOP, at least nationally, at the very least nationally. Changes in paradigms like that just don't, don't happen overnight. But I do believe, however, I do believe, however, even if there are just craven politicians, craven, craven members of the GOP that just want to win, if they do, if they see what's going on with Ron DeSantis and he does this to Disney and he ends up winning by 10, 12 points in November re-election, they're saying, hey, you know what? This might be a winning formula for me to differentiate myself from uh, the rest of this. Even if they don't really believe it ide ideologically, even if they're not in the fight ideologically, I mean, I hope they would be, that still has some benefit for people like me. So overall, I'm giving the edge to this is just an outlier but I do think we're closer to having a kind of a, a tipping point shift than we ever than we ever have been. Your answer reminded me of a conversation I had with somebody the other day where we were both lamenting we missed craven ambition in politics. 
that that would be a, that would actually be uh, a very a, a, a much of an upgrade over the current because uh, we can at least use that to our advantage every now and then. Todd, what say you? It's such an outlier that I'm approaching a golem-like level of schizophrenia on on the one hand our desperate need to have DeSantis be the next president of the United States and perhaps the worst thing possible would be for him to be president of the United States and that he should just stay there in Florida and continue to do whatever he's doing there because I might you might not be able to accomplish it at a national level and it will just simply destroy everything that's in its wake the in-between Rachel that you discussed I, I think that actually I think that's a great observation but I think it's even more applicable than than this specific example I think it's on a macro level um I, I when I first started this show on my own tried to break into syndication on my own and I used to go to trade shows. I, and I remember, and this would have been, you know, 2012, you know, the first year we were on our own. And I went to, a, the first time I went to a trade show and a guy from Louisiana who owned numerous radio stations in Louisiana, listened to my tape. And um, he's like, I really like your show. It's really good. But I can't figure out if it's a, if it's a conservative show or a Christian show. You've heard me tell you this part yeah. of the story before, right? Let me tell you the second part of the story. He begins to tell me about this radio host he has on his stations around the state and how he's frustrated by him because this guy is so hard on Bobby Jindal. Just he's constantly attacking Bobby Jindal, who was the governor of Louisiana still at the time. And I like Bobby Jindal. Bobby Jindal's been a guest in my home. I like him personally. I thought he was a very good governor. Okay. Um, but um, he was, this guy's always attacking Bobby Jindal from the right. The poor guy can't do anything right, never supports him. And you know what I told this station owner at the time is I said, can I give you a piece of advice? Uh, He said, I guess. I said, by all means, do not muzzle him unless what he is saying is factually wrong. Because you don't realize it. But what he is doing is actually making it easier for Bobby Jindal to continue to do the things that you like and more of them. He's moving the fulcrum. He's opening. He's prying open the Overton window. Okay. And, and that's what's happening here. We, we have now successfully reduced the Republican Party to the fact that all of its candidates now, pretty much, with rare exception, have to run on constitutional carry, pro-life with no exceptions. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody's signing these pro-life bills with like almost no exceptions. How many shows did I do for years arguing with pro-lifers and pro-life politicians that this should be our approach? This is the standard now. And so what's happened, and that, that is good news. It shows that we have moved. The, Nikki yep. Haley, when, when I broke into this, we would have gotten to our knees hoping that the Republicans would nominate somebody like Nikki Haley. She's the establishment candidate now. These are all good things. The problem is, it, and this is where I get into the in-between, Rachel, it took too damn long. We're on the precipice of history right now. We needed like to be 10 years ago where we are right now. And so that's where I turn back to what you just said. Yeah. You're probably right, but I, 
I don't have the time I know. to find out if you're right. We need somebody like him in the most powerful position as possible right now, in my view, because we don't have the time to game theory this out or let's run Trump one year and this guy, I, I, like I said yesterday, dude, I'd love to know. I can't even imagine what topics we'll be talking about in 2026 or 2027. Right. I never envisioned in 2019 I'd be talking about the stuff I did in 2021 and 2022. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so that's the thing is we have actually made tremendous amounts of progress here in the last few years. And Trump does get credit for that. But it's also, Rachel, I got about a minute for you to respond because we got to get to the exit question too. But it also feels like it's 10 years too late. What do you think? I, I think it, I think you're right. I think it's 10 years too late. However, Ron DeSantis is showing very quickly, he's showing that he can run into oncoming traffic, be successful by the two metrics that matter in the political class, money, and we'll hopefully we'll see winning re-election. Yeah, he raised $100 he's million. Dollars. Top, yeah. Yeah, he's one of the top Republicans. I mean, throw Marjorie Taylor Greene in there. She's top five too. So at some point, the establishment's going to have to realize he's, he's showing that you can do this. I agree. Is it going to be too late? I think if we get a new governor like him in Arizona this fall, maybe we we can stave off some, but you're right. The genie's pretty much out of the bottle. Exit question. If the 2022 midterm elections were held today, I'm the bookmaker. I'm going to put the over under on house seats lost by Democrats at 40. Are you this, taking this the over the or line. the under? Oh, I'm sorry. I skipped my bad. Earlier this week. Thank you. Uh, earlier this week, Matt Walsh of the Daily Wire said DeSantis is the most accomplished Republican of his lifetime. And he doesn't even think it's close. Do you agree or disagree with this statement, Aaron? I agree. I agree. Rachel. I agree. Todd. Obviously agree. Okay. Then, I mean, you start doing math. If we agree with that, first of all, he gets term limit anyway. Even if he wins by uh, double digits or by any margin in November, uh, he's out of that office in uh, four more years. Right? Mm -hmm. So, um, these are conversations, and I'll get to this a little bit later on. I know the for a fact these conversations are happening happening amongst conservative leaders around the country. They're doing some of the same timing out and resume looking and, and uh, historical perspective conversations that we're having right now as well. Fortune favors the bold, the strong, the brave, and for your business to break out of anything holding you back, you need business checking as brave as you are. That's why we're introducing Novo Business Checking. It's a powerfully simple business checking that is unlike the traditional banking model. It has no minimum balances, no transaction limits, and no hidden hidden fees. So instead of the one-size-fits-all approach, Novo, Novo will be customized to your business to save you time and free up your cash flow. And it's got seamless integrations with Stripe, Shopify, QuickBooks, and more. Sign up for a for Novo, Novo for free. Yeah, they were talking about Carl Sagan and Nova on the sports show on my way in today, and now I can't get that word out of my head. Sign up for Novo for free and join the community of over 150,000 fearless small businesses who have found customizable business checking solutions that admires their bravery as entrepreneurs. Sign up for your free business checking account right now at novo.co slash Steve. Novo.co slash Steve. Plus, if you're one of our listeners slash viewers, you get access to over $5,000 in perks and discounts when you go to novo.co slash Steve. 
Novo Platform Inc., by the way, is a fintech, not a bank. Banking services are provided by Middlesex Federal Savings, FA member FDIC. Terms and conditions apply. Let's welcome back in Rachel Semmel from the Center for Renewing America. Let's get to issue three as we continue on with our weekly look at the week that was. Has a political party ever tried so hard to lose? Earlier this week, a Trump-appointed federal judge in Florida ruled that the Transportation Safety Administration's mask mandate for all public transportation is unconstitutional. This was met with literal cheers around the country aboard airlines as passengers and crew could finally remove their face diapers without getting yelled at. The Biden administration, including Biden himself, initially signaled that they would not appeal the ruling. People continue to wear masks on planes. That's up to them. But now, thanks to apparently the CDC, they're going to appeal the judge's ruling after all because their approval rating isn't bad enough. First question, Aaron, I'll go to you. What What is behind Democrats and their agencies and institutions appealing the ruling overturning the public travel mask mandate? They have to know, given the reaction, how unpopular it would be to reimpose it after it was removed, right? They, they have to know this, okay? And, and can you think of a political party that has ever tried so hard to get crushed in an election? They have total power and control. They can moderate things, even a skosh, and it would look like free at last, free at last. Instead, man, none of that, dude. Instead, it's, you know, we got them by the short and curlies. Let's, you know, squeeze a few more while we're at it. What's behind this, do you think? Are we going to Aaron's Razor? Uh, yeah, yes, yes, we are. Um, that's basically where I was going to go. This is hammer, nail, boot, uh, bug. Um, this is just pure. I you could you could fill in the blank. What's behind their push to enact lockdown masks? Uh, well, master this time, uh, vaccine. It's just I, at this point, it's just will to power to me. You can make all of your fanciful. Um, uh, squishy arguments. Well, they really believe that this is going to work. They live in an alternative reality. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but their alternative reality is one where they wield all the power with no questions whatsoever. It's clear earlier this week. What 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 really what really confuses this a little bit? Earlier this week, it seemed like okay, yeah, this is this is we get to wash our hands of this. We get to tell the unions, oh, sorry, the courts have spoken. Nothing we can do about this. And then they come back and do it this way. I, I have never, never witnessed a party uh, to answer the other part of this question try so hard to make not not just lose but make people resent them. I just watched Breaking Bad again for the first time in many years. Um, when when Walter White, the main protagonist turned antagonist, starts making a lot of money selling that uh, crystal blue meth, um, he decides one day to up and uh, buy his his son a Dodge, a brand new Dodge Charger. And of course, that doesn't look very that doesn't look right coming from a uh, coming from a, a, a high school chemistry teacher. So the wife makes him take it back. And so his son is just absolutely crushed. He had a car for about a really nice car for about 12 hours. And then he blames his mom, of course, for, you know, having to get rid of it and drive a PT Cruiser instead. That's kind of what this is analogous to in a, in a, in a, in a, in a, small, in a much larger real scenario. 
when you do stuff like this, it's one thing when you enact an airline mask mandate once, but then it gets it, you, you get rid of it and then you put it back into place. It's one thing to be annoyed by this. It's another thing to feel like you're just being effed with. And that's yeah. what they're going to make hundreds of thousands, if not millions of Americans feel like who's fly on a weekly, monthly, whatever, whatever you want to call it uh, basis. They're just going to make them feel like they are being screwed around with. That is disastrous. I've been talking for the last over the last six months or so. My buddy Chip Roy and I have just had off and on conversations about what should a GOP agenda be heading into an election cycle if they win? What should they be held accountable to uh, after they win? Uh, what's the message, the theme? Is it a play on the old contract with America? It's totally something new. At this point, after what Aaron just said, that, this is that's a really good summation, Todd, of, of my own feeling and, and analysis of this. Maybe you just run on F around and find out. Yeah. Maybe you just run on that. Maybe that's your actual campaign theme. F around and find out. Well, because they are. Listen, they're not losing. They don't feel like they're losing. They're not losing. Look at the last five years. Transgenderism. See, this is a... Masks. This is a great distinction Todd is drawing. Vaccines. They're not losing. Which is why my point about DeSantis before is like... is, Is still in my mind. He... He's not concerned about any election. And in order, when you're fighting for a culture, the election is a moot point. You just fight to survive. And that's what we need to start doing. I mean, I can't stress this enough. If you, and my point yesterday about the stupid versus liar thing, this is, if you just think they're stupid, yeah, they'll get crushed in this election, and then they're still going to win because we will have learned nothing. We will have not changed. Uh, it, it's 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 chilling. That, that I couldn't get that you don't think out of you, my mind. You seem to be a little skeptical that a mass wave of GOP victories that leads to uh, Kevin. I'm caught on tape. Uh, wanting my own members' yeah. social media accounts to be taken away by Big Tech McCarthy as now the 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 most powerful elected Republican in Washington yeah. D.C. You seem to be skeptical that that will lead to any sort of kind of radical paradigm shift. Yeah, I, Am I reading you correctly? I just want to make sure. Right. Where okay. have right. where has anybody outside of DeSantis? Uh, and and I, we have had our governor has been fantastic, but in terms of the impact we're making. On a national conversation. The border is wide open. There's a difference. I love Kim Reynolds. Yeah, you know that. Yeah. Oh, she's done a great job. She has. The paradigm shift, though, that she has taken part in admirably and to her credit. I mean, I think I've given her a ton of credit. Fair? Yeah. But frankly, that paradigm shift was already started by people like us and Bob Vanderplatz and activists on the ground in Iowa. What we're shocked by is she actually acknowledged it and has furthered it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. But she did not initiate it. It predates her. Mm-hmm. DeSantis is like a self-sustaining mechanism. Dude won an election by fewer than forty thousand votes, and he's he he has been the he's a paradigm shift unto himself. Yeah. That's I think the difference yeah. between a him and a Kim Reynolds. Yeah, and also hey, laugh at CNN Plus all you want, but the the left owns the press. We, we're, Twitter, social media. Look at this. It, it, it either we destroy 
these things and absolutely reject the way of David French and Jenna Ellis. Or it is game over for our children. If you don't understand that by now, I, I, I don't know what or how to tell it to you. They are winning. Rachel, you get the last word on this topic. Yeah, they're winning. They play the long game. We tinker around the margins and worry about what's going to happen in the midterms. They've been playing the mid the the long game for hundreds of years. Look at Obamacare. Yeah, we Republicans got the largest majority back after they passed it. Guess what? Republicans are running around saying Obamacare is the law of the land. We love it. So they know that there is no really strong argument or pushback from any sort of meaningful Republicans. Republicans certainly not on Capitol Hill. And I'll take Aaron's um, masks comment and up it up. You got up it one. You got. I saw that uh, Michigan state rep who came from obscurity had that viral moment where she hated being called a groomer. Well, the very next day, there were D.C. papers here saying that Dems are thinking about, as far as a midterm strategy, doubling down on the culture issues because it worked so well for her in the, in the 48 hours after her speech. So if you, if you have nowhere else to go and you want to double down on being a groomer, clearly this is not about the midterms. Clearly this is about the long game. Yeah. They have an agenda and they want to move forward with it. So... Aaron's razor. It's just demonic, bro. Exit question. If the 20, now, now I'm going to do it the right time. If the 2022 midterm elections were held today, and I'm the odds maker, I'm going to put the over under on House seats lost by Democrats at 40. Are you taking the over or under, Aaron? Over. Todd. Over. Rachel. Over, who, but who cares if it's quality, not quantity? <laughs> I, I, I totally agree with that. So let's get to our kicker topic. Issue four. If you had unilateral power to roll back one Biden policy, which one would it be, Todd? Fastest action that I can think of would be uh, the border. Shut it down and shut it down immediately. I I don't even know that that's the number one issue. That seems to me that the one thing you might be able to roll back the fastest because there's a... So you're looking for bang for buck is what you're looking for in the in the selection that you're making. As what what would cause you think the most immediate as fast as impact? possible so it can snowball into other things. Okay. I might be wrong about this. I don't know. Rachel, what about you and why? I think one of the things we were most proud of of what we did when we were at uh, the White House uh, OMB was the, one of the last big things we did was banning critical race theory in the federal government by memo and executive order. And to see Biden not only reverse that on day one, but f- put forward what he did a week or two ago, an equity plan that he's making every 90, 90 or plus federal government agencies implement their equity plan across the board. Like the budget office, for example, looks through how they spend money based on race. Flood insurance is now given based on race. I think if there's one thing that's the most corrosive and destructive to what he's done, it's mandated Marxism at every single level of the federal government. Mm. See, she's absolutely right. That's where I'm stuck, though. She, he has so many helpers on that front at right. every level of government, whereas at the border, it seems like the Border Patrol, if you just told them, shut this thing down and stop it, it might actually have a better chance of stopping now. than. But I, she's, of course, right. Aaron? They're like... Todd was just saying there's there's so many uh, tentacles here. I mean, it is a hydra. So so I'm just going to say Richard Levine because he's not a position. He's not in a position. That is a policy. His appointment was a policy. So yeah, Richard Levine. I would shut down all promotion, mandating, uh, production aid, 
every stream of government uh, regulation, everything, anything that would remotely promote this jab, I would stop. All of its funding, all of its uh, promotional allocation, just, I, I, I mean, I would um, trash heap the whole entire thing. That's what I would do. Let's get to our predictions. Aaron, is that the answer? How about the fact over the last few years, I probably would, if this was a few years ago, I'd have given the answer you gave and you might have given the answer yeah. that I gave. Yeah, that's what I dig about you. <laughs> All right, Aaron, go ahead. Um, in the, This is kind of difficult because most states are, are out now. Uh, their legislatures are out. I, I believe a Democrat-run state, I think a governor who has ambitions elsewhere, will enact some sort of executive order attempting to uh, attempting to target, harass a conservative-run business or something along those lines and an attempt to say, hey, you want to play this game uh, like uh, Florida did? Of course, that's a complete fallacy, but they're going to attempt to target conservative-run businesses and it will backfire magnificently. So you're predicting California, New York, or Oregon will attempt to do that, basically. That's yep. your prediction? Okay. Yep. Todd. Remind me again what the names Kim Reynolds, Christy Nome, and Tulsi Gabbard have in common? We think they are the top three on the short list of yes. potential Trump running mates I'm in 24. dead serious about this. You need to add a name to your list. Okay. J- Jenna Ellis. Man, you are you are. I was I was going to put it tell in a way me, that tell would me I'm wrong. Be a baby. double entendre that's unintentional because I like her. Okay, but this is insanity. What the position she's taken here on this in the last week? I mean, it's not even it's not even good. Like I would like to intellectually debate it, but I cannot because it lacks any intellectual merit whatsoever. And I know she's smarter than that, which is why you asked me yesterday if this is just because she's pissed that DeSantis is looking better right now than her boy Trump. And my, 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 you know, long tenure in politics has taught me that when very smart people suddenly and unexpectedly on something that really ought to be in their wheelhouse start sounding dumb, it's usually because they're compromised in some way. But I mean, dude, you are, you're, you're on her, like her, she might as well change her name to David French from your perspective. You're pretty pissed at oh, her. Right? I'm working she on it has. on Twitter too. She kind of already has on this issue. Yikes. Rachel, what's your prediction? After weeks or actually months in his case, years in his case of Abbott pretending like he's securing the border with these fake free trips for illegals to D.C., which has gotten me real, real bothered. I think he's going to finally succumb to pressure that he's gotten from a really long time and realize that his fake border security plans are untenable. And I think he'll actually start removing uh, illegal immigrants that are coming and going back across the border because I think he realizes it's an unsustainable position to not do anything like he's been doing. You're talking about Greg Abbott? Is that who you're talking about, the Texas governor? Yes. Gotcha. Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, my prediction is if DeSantis wins re-election by double digits, this fall there will be a major move and public not just private by conservative leaders across the country to urge him to run for president in 2024 regardless of what trump does yep that's my prediction i can see that and it's a somewhat informed one Hmm. and somewhat an educated one don't you think even if it's like an eight point win Something yeah, like that would happen. Yeah, so that's still I, an accomplishment. I, I, I was good. At, my original prediction was like more than seven, but I, I just double See. digits seems to be more dramatic. So I went with that. But if it, I was, or I could just say significant. If it is significant, because I, I can tell you the proto versions of those conversations. I promise you, they are happening right now. What were you going to say really quick? Well, I'm simultaneously 
from your lips to God's ears and danger, Will Robinson. Like yeah. these people I are totally agree. you. I totally agree. Yeah. That's the world in which we live. I totally agree. Rachel, it's always good to see you. God bless you. All right. Take care. Have a great weekend. Thanks. Bye. All right, we'll come back. Feedback Friday is next. Stay tuned. We're back with our two live and on demand here on Blaze TV, radio and podcast. Steve Dace here with Aaron McIntyre, Totters, and all of you. Let us know what you think about what we think. You can do so by emailing the show, steve at stevedace.com. D-E-A-C-E, like us on Facebook, MeWe, Parlor and Gab. Follow me on Twitter at Steve Day Show and Getter uh, on uh, Steve Day Show as well. I did that backwards. That's why I confused myself. You can also get clips of the show but for free that are also free of censorship when you go to rumble.com slash Steve Day Show. And again, the last name is D-E-A-C-E. And if you are a podcast listener, thank you. If you've yet to do this, please leave us a five-star review if you like us. And then, of course, uh, you can subscribe, follow, do those things too. Thank you to the thousands and thousands upon thousands of you, uh, each and every one of you that have done those two things for us. Uh, I'm told they help our show in some way. I, I don't really know how, but I do know that they help to assuage our fragile male egos and therefore uh, we are very appreciative of, of all of those gestures. Uh, this part of the show, otherwise known as Feedback Friday, is brought to you by Scoremaster. I know there's a little skepticism, okay, a lot of skepticism over the last couple of years of being told, hey, just wait a few weeks. But in the case of Scoremaster, it could really work for you because the average Scoremaster user can raise their credit score about 60 points in roughly around three weeks. And that can make a big difference, not just in the approval that you get, uh, whether you can get one for the home auto refi business loan, but the terms, especially with interest rates going up, get the best rate you can get because you've got the best credit score that you can get as well. And they can show you how to do that with ScoreMaster. They'll show you exactly why you have the score you have and then exactly how to get to the score that you want. Uh, try it right now for free and see how many plus points that you can add and then go from there if you want to sign up. When you go to scoremaster.com slash Steve. Once more, that's scoremaster.com slash Steve. Let us go to Feedback Friday. And um, this is from Diane Benjamin. And, and I'm letting her skip to the front of the line simply because her email touches on something we were just discussing. All right. Um, and, and she says, if Trump wants to do the most he can to save the country, he should run for the House and start kicking uh, the GOP's current leadership out. We don't have years to wait. He can even lead a double impeachment. Now, I don't know how many of you realize this. You do not have to be a member of Congress to be the Speaker of the House. And who's the, uh, the Florida Congressman? Gates. We were just talking about him. Matt Gates, the Florida Congressman. He has said publicly on multiple occasions that if Republicans win control of the House, he is going to nominate Trump for Speaker. Now, now walk me through that process. It's because they're they're so afraid of him. It would clear if he if he does it if he follows through. And I don't know much about him at all. So, you know, I don't know if this is a shtick. If he's for real about it, I'm guessing there's a lot of you in our audience that have followed his career more closely than I have. Okay, but. Um, if he were to nominate him, 
someone would make a second, right? I got to believe, for example, sure, like a Marjorie Taylor Greene, Larry, Lauren Boebert yeah. would make a second kind of a right away to that. Yeah. Okay. So now it is a vote. How would he not win? Because, you know, most of these Republicans are scared to death to be seen defying him publicly, right? They realize there's there's only so many spots as a future MSNBC contributor available. And uh, that Illinois dude, is it Kinziger? Is that his name? Uh, you know, um, uh, Dick Cheney's daughter, right? They've already claimed, the, they've got a claim on those spots. So you want to remain employed and you don't stay employed very long, openly dissing Donald Trump, right? Uh, at least from the left, okay? My buddy Chip Roy has proven you can actually stay around quite a while if you're doing it from the right, okay? But you can't do it from the left. So I, I would assume he'd win, wouldn't he? And then, or, or would this be, he just stands up and says, I appreciate the gesture, yeah. but I have my eyes focused on the presidency. Well then, well, dude, um, you told us in 2020, just wait two weeks as we continued all your lockdowns and everything else, right? Now you're telling us just wait two years to save America? I, if I'm oh. Donald Trump, I'm telling Matt Gates, do not do that, dude. That puts me in a no-win oh. scenario. I lose either way on that front, okay? I don't want the gig, but then it looks no, like right. I'm putting myself ahead of the country by saying I've got my eyes set on something a little bit higher. Cool, bro. We'll just sit here and suffer for a couple more years uh, while you figure out, you know, you're, uh, you, while you're, you, you emerge from the sweat lodge and figure out what you want to do with the twilight years you have remaining. I, I, if I'm Donald Trump, man, I don't let Matt Gates do that, do but I? If I'm Donald Trump, I don't really, I, I don't think I think through the strategy that deeply. <laughs> and you I'm know not, what? I don't and mean you know that. What? I don't mean that necessarily. No, and you know what though? I'm serious. And and here's the thing: he's a billionaire. I'm sitting here in suburban Des Moines. So you know what? You're right. I'm not Donald Trump. You do you, bro. It has clearly worked very well for you. Okay, and and I'm here. So you you do you. My bad. You're you're exactly right, Aaron. That's the that's a great response to my attempt to analyze logically an illogical situation. Well said. Well, he, he just won't do it because he thinks it's beneath him. And when, in fact, uh, if there was a... It's not an either or. It's, he, this might be the best path to running for the presidency. If he took this job and did it uh, well, or at least had the people... And here, actually, he could basically like tap the people you talked about chip roy at all to right, like j- right. just do what you guys do he'd get all the glory for it uh and then uh run for president from that perch but i just don't yeah he's not gonna do that but it would it would be and maybe this is the way you you lobby him on this this would be maybe the most boss move in the since since washington like just walked away and didn't have to you know what i'm saying is for Trump to go ahead, be Speaker of the House, crush that for about a year and a half, and then back away to run full-time for president? I mean, dude, if you're driven by ego and legacy that you're putting your name and mm-hmm. you're putting your name on and DNA in anything that anything that, that, can, that gets the attention of this world, a, a boss move of that magnitude, dude, is something that would be talked about for however long we have until the Lord but returns. The problem is he's too driven by ego 
and legacy. If it was just about right now, he would realize what it's about with the left power. Right now, power, mm -hmm. wield it, accomplish with it. He's not going to do that because this is all, even getting the presidency right away and it worked more in advantage than we thought. It was always way more about ego and, and legacy than about actual power. All right, let's get to more of Feedback Friday. Uh, and this is from Jared McCowan. I just want to tell you a couple of things about my dad, Craig. He's always been the hardest working guy I know. He worked for 40 years in a steel mill and laid brick and block on the side to support our family. He loves your show. He knows everything about you guys. He even takes notes during the show. He's always promoting your show, sending clips of the show to people he knows. His birthday is April 26th. I was wondering if you could give him a shout out for his birthday. And the answer is, of course I can. So, Craig McCowan. I mean, I can't think of much. I know how much of a pain taking notes is, which is why I don't do it. And the Lord knew that was going to be the case with me. So he gave me a photographic memory. That kid's not taking notes. Give him a good memory. All right. So, uh, I mean, that's, that's some high praise, man. Taking notes because you think it's that worthy of thinking about later, that profound and impactful. I mean, that, that's a, I mean, you have really blessed us with that, first of all. So let us bless you uh, with a happy birthday. Should but we sing the happy birthday song? Let's not do that because okay. we're trying to bless him. Oh. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, but, I mean, to me, the real blessing is the fact that your son came to me in order to brag on his dad. That's your birthday present, man. Not, not Craig, and you know that, Craig. Not me saying happy birthday to you. That is your birthday present. Now, uh, so shout out achieved. Happy birthday to Craig. If you want to do shout outs, by the way, uh, there is an app literally called Shout Out. And it's got all kinds of us on there. Uh, me, Steven Crowder, all kinds of us are on there. Uh, and I use it to raise money uh, for our friends at We the Patriots USA. As they continue filing lawsuit after lawsuit, we know, Todd, because they are texting us about these daily, <laughs> pretty much. Mm -hmm. All right. So, I mean, they are firing every weapon they have at their disposal. So if you're looking for a shout out for you or someone else uh, for a birthday or anything else, just get the shout out app. You can look me up there. Uh, the link for it is uh, up on uh, our Facebook page, uh, for example, uh, and uh, you can also uh raise money for a good cause. Our friends over at We the Patriots USA has helped them uh, to continue to wage the war against COVID, Stan. Okay, Vicki Gasinski writes, I'm a Florida resident, simply love our governor. It is hilarious to see how the local newspapers are presenting the recent battle between the Florida legislature with Governor DeSantis and Disney. Their spin is that it will be so harmful for the citizens of Orange and Osceola County taxpayers. That's the two counties where Disney World exists. Now consider, let me stop there for a minute, okay? People are seriously having a conversation that Disney's going to just get up and leave. Disney World is in two counties in Florida. Is Florida a small state gentleman? No. No. It is a monstrosity that exists in two separate counties 
in one of the largest states in the country. You can't, they couldn't possibly move that. They're not leaving Florida any more than they were going to stop filming in Georgia. Remember that when Kemp signed the pro-life bill? Steve, maybe they have cutting-edge mRNA teleporting technology. (laughs) Have you thought about that? Uh, They're not leaving Florida. The Colorado governor's like, yeah, move to our state. Have about three weeks of snow days built into your business plan. Yep. I mean, come on. Suggest Illinois the other day. I just, Chicago Disneyland. Yeah. <laughs> Six months of the year, nobody will come. Disney's but. first ride when it debuts, <laughs> Red Rum is what it's called. Yeah. See the plight? Anyway, I just wanted to make that point as we continue on with Vicky's uh, uh, email. Uh, that it's a bad deal for the taxpayers in those counties as they will have to pay all the taxes to support Disney. And Disney paid under the uh, under the Reedy Creek uh, Improvement District. That's the special deal that Disney has had since the 60s. The media is ignoring the fact that Disney's taxes, which will be huge, will now go to Orange and Osceola County instead of their own organization. That is what we call when we were smart. When we were a smart people, that's called an offset. But now, because we're not as smart people, uh, 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 why you got no tattoo? A uh, compound word? Offset, what is it? What's it mean? They are counting on people getting upset without thinking it through. In other words, they're counting on the success of their own actions, dumbing people down. Orange County is heavily Democratic, so they will be easily swayed. <laughs> I love that <laughs> I don't know, Vicky, if you understand how truly snotty that was, but props. It seems that the media doesn't care that the other big amusement parks in the area, they don't have those special perks such as Disney. Is Disney the only amusement park in Orange and Osceola counties? No, there's SeaWorld. Or the state of Florida as a whole? Universal, Bush Gardens. Yes, in Tampa, yes. It's just so typical of the media to just push against Republicans and conservatives. There's a good reason. The Orlando paper is called the Orlando Orlando Slantinal. I like that. I, I hadn't even thought about the fact of how blue of a county Orange County is. That's just like a double yeah. whammy. Yeah. That's like a double hit. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And we, we, we tagged all the people that are going to vote against us, too. All the, so we not only punished the groomer corporation, but we punished the voters. By your, which isn't true, but that's that's your that's the narrative there that we're that we may have punished the voters who would enable these kinds of policies to be enacted, even though you're not because it's an offset because Disney's not going to pay all these taxes. Okay, but but here's where the here is some 4D chess though. Disney's not going to just absorb those costs, are they? No, no. Which means they're going to pass it on to who? Everyone else that the they customer, can. The customers, yeah. right? Which means, have you been to Disney World recently? I know you've been, Aaron. Yeah. My first year employed by you, so seven years ago. Okay. Was it cheap then? It's never cheap. It, 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 Aaron, is it cheap now? No. No, it's, it's beyond expensive. Okay. This is a de facto boycott. You're giving families... Another reason, another objection for why I cannot afford this. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So they're not going to just absorb those costs. They'll raise the cost of everything within their park. Entrance, everything. 
And because that's always the argument against corporate taxes, right? They just pass those costs on to the customers. They don't just absorb those costs onto themselves. And the, the more expensive they make it, the more they price themselves out of a certain clientele. There, there's no way here to win for them, is what we're trying to say. They cannot win. They never could win if we just had any will. And this goes to the point I've been trying to make whenever the whole boycott thing has come up for the last few weeks. Look how much... If, if I turned this entire show into my singular mission statement of boycotting and damaging Disney. If I if I COVID stand if, if I turn Disney into my new COVID stand. And this was our singular focus. Could and and and, and all of us that were originally pushing back against COVID stand. If we all did the same thing, if Jordan did it, if Daniel did it, right? All the same cast of characters. If we all did it, could we do as much damage than as the Florida legislature and governor has done to Disney in just two weeks? Could we have caused them to lose $20 billion in stock value? Could we have done that? No. no. Not even close. But those legislatures won't do it, even in Florida, unless we show an appetite for wanting to do it one way or the other. That's I mean, my, that, that, that yes. yes. Apply the pressure where you can apply. Here, here's my grand pronouncement. And again, I'm not saying morally, if you want to avoid, do that. I absolutely. I have no problem with that at all. I get a, Every time this comes up, 80 of you email me about, well, it's a moral position. Have I ever denied that? No. I'm just, I've only discussed this in the context of a winning strategy. I'm not into just making statements. I'm into winning. I like winning. Winning. You want to know what my statement is? Winning. That's my statement. Winning. Winning's my statement. Not a statement for a statement's sake. I don't like proclamations. I like winning. Winning is my statement. I like winning. That's what I like. I like winning. Winning. That's what I like doing. Winning. So I discuss this within the realm of winning. How do you win? This is how. So here's my grand strategy. Ready? Take notes. Um, Craig, if you're still listening. (laughs) Okay. Apply pressure where there is pressure. Bam. Now, I know that's the most profound thing you've heard since in Revenge of the Nerds 2, when the question was posed, what if cat was spelled D-O-G, right? Very profound, right? You paid a lot. You paid a lot for that insightful political analysis. Let me repeat it for the folks in the back. Apply the pressure where there is pressure. That's my strategy in all things. Apply the pressure where there is pressure. Put another way in the past by another great American sensei crease of Cobra Kai Dojo. Sweep the leg. (laughs) Can I get in on this as well? Yes. I I read a story this morning of one of the local TV stations down in Florida uh, trying to pass as a legitimate news story, but it was actually an op-ed 
on the whole tax situation with the Ritty Creek District Development Act, whatever that's, whatever that's called, I, I'm literally having trouble. This, this whole narrative regarding the taxes and being passed along to the taxpayers, I'm having trouble understanding it because it is so dumb. I, I'm not joking. I'm having trouble comprehending it because it is so dumb. They're essentially making the argument that all 130 million or billion to whatever it is, dollar, 130 million dollars of of taxes, essentially that uh, Disney will not have to pay anymore, will be absorbed by the taxpayers around Orange and Osceola counties. Um, and 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 one of the sentences in 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 the story was, you can't just tax an area separately. Um. So then, why do we have county why, or city why, taxes? Why? Why not? Yeah. Um. Why not? Don't fall for this. I had somebody coming at me last night. Oh, they shouldn't. They they should have thought through uh, how this is all going to play out. No, you're looking at this wrong. This is the loser mentality that we have on the right. Yep. We have been so used to being sodomized by the left anytime we push back whatsoever oh no 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 you're seeing this morning this this morning with uh, a really really fecal take from uh, another media conservative media company about about this entire situation we are so used to losing anytime we push back and affirmatively win politically rhetorically whatsoever whatsoever have you you just you just can't even with it i had this take well, they should have thought this through where this is all going. You're looking at this wrong. Disney should have thought this through. If you're really concerned exactly about right. if you're really concerned about Floridians taking all of this on, Disney's the one you should blame, not the Florida legislature. Look at this through the prism of what's winning and what's losing. We are in a steel cage match. This is a zero-sum game. It is righteous when you punish the groomers. It is unrighteous when you try to get rid of Chick-fil-A in San Antonio or whatever the hell that was. No. What is just, what is unjust. That's how we have to look at this. And whoever is just and unjust will be labeled and blamed as such. Don't fall for this canard because I see people on our side falling for it as well. There is only one argument I can think of. That isn't really just terrible and dumb for why this is a bad idea. And if I'm right, then that explains why some people are making terrible and dumb arguments outside of just defeatism. It's that they're afraid that there are Republican-leaning corporations who are also on the government dole getting certain favors from government, certain uh, regulatory um, amnesties and certain tax exemptions and things of that nature. And Democrats will now come after those business interests and those business interests cut them checks, fund their causes, fund their publications, fund their races. Okay. And I can see why you would prefer to not say that out loud and instead just make really dumb as runny turd arguments that I can dissect in three minutes or 20 if I've got more airtime to fill as I did yesterday, all right, or one tweet, um, that you would prefer to just look stupid than, than sold out. You know what I'm saying? That it just would, you'd prefer to look dumb, and so you take some fake 
hyper-principled position that doesn't exist and it's beyond fake news. Because in reality, you're afraid that when the other side wins, they'll take your suckling spot away from the government teat too. And you know what my response to that is? Good. Nobody gets any more suckling spots on the teat. Nobody does. You're all out. I'm totally fine with that mutually assured destruction. Can I get a second on that one? Of course. Yes. This is what I'm talking about. They're way too comfortable. B asks, this is a really good question. You say original sin means not just that we are fallen because of Adam, but we are guilty because of one person's, one particular person's sin made by someone else and not just our own sins. That sounds exactly like critical race theory. You just have to say you are anti-racist, a believer, and you are saved. There must be a different understanding of what you are reading that gives you that idea, because original sin, sin seems as evil as CRT is. This is a great question. It is. Okay. So, which is why I wanted to tackle it. First of all, um, B, are you God? No? Todd, are you? No. Aaron? No. Checked recently? Uh, neither am I. Have you wanted to be God? Well, yeah, because we're all sinners. So have we, have we acted as if we are God? Yep. Yeah, we're all sinners. But are we actually God? No. No. So right away, drawing moral equivalencies between anything God says and what we say, claim, believe, uh, deem, edict, proclaim, um, there's just no moral equivalency whatsoever. Uh, we don't get to... So trying to bring God down to our level as a moral to draw a moral equivalent to what is going on within our own earthly realm as humans right away is a fallacy because he's God and we're not. Now that's not the only answer and I'm not going to leave it there, but I just think that needs to be said a little bit more often. Sometimes like in the book of Job, the answer is God shows up after all your pontificating and says, shut your hole, know your role. I'm the God. You are the N-O-P-E, okay? So that's a nope out of you. And we all do this to our own children sometimes, right? Sure. Sometimes they just act out in such a way that we just pull rank. Because I said so. Because I'm dad and you're not. I think we need to actually proclaim that as an answer more often in this culture. Not the singular answer in and of itself. But I think as a culture, we need to get a lot more accustomed to because he's God and we're not. We'd be far better off if we were much more accustomed to that chain of command. But because he's God and we're not, he does actually explain things to us. He actually gives us explanations we're not entitled to and do not deserve because he is a being of unlimited love and mercy and grace. Slow to anger, not willing that any would perish. He actually does give us these explanations. And so let me make it as simple, though, as I possibly can. B, and anyone else that maybe has this question, have you ever sinned? Yes. Then you've already lost your comparison. You've already proven God correct. You're a sinner. Were you ever punished as a child? Ever? In, in your most innocent state? Did you make a mistake? Did you do anything wrong? Did you sass anybody? Did you tell a lie? Did you steal? Did you bully? 
Yes. Okay. Then you have already proven God correct. The difference also here is who's applying the standard. Sinners, in this case, humans, are claiming you're automatically a sinner. And they are not. This goes back to my original argument. He is God and we are not. Does any human entity have the credibility or authority to declare anything innate about human nature at that level? No. No. Why? Because who makes up those human authorities? Humans. And therefore, they also exist in the exact same state of which they condemn others. This is, again, why we need to get a lot more comfortable with because he's God and we are not. He's not like us, thankfully. He's holy, righteous, perfect, without blemish, without sin. This reminds me when my oldest was 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 younger and she used to come with me when I'd go speak at churches and she'd say, you know, dad, you talk, daddy, you talk a lot about us having to glorify God and, and live for him. It seems to me that God is kind of selfish. And I said, well, here's the difference. When you live to glorify yourself and for yourself, anybody else glorified? Nope. When we live for God and we glorify God, is anybody else lifted up? Anybody else benefit from that? Anybody else glorified? Yeah, yeah, we are. And the people that we bless and the neighbors we love as ourselves by doing so and the wives that we honor and cherish and the husbands that we respect and obey and the children that, that we do not push to anger and, and reprobation. See my point? Sure. He's not like us. Whenever we begin an argument with, well, I don't think this proclamation from God makes sense because of the way we think and behave. Stop. You're already wrong. Every time. More in a moment. Let's talk for a minute. I got to finish this tweet, man. I was I, there's I was going to be nice to her. I, I just can't let that slide. I'm sorry, man. There give, is me a, give me a second. Sean Davis at the Federalist sent out a tweet about an hour ago. The conservative case for why the single global megacorp that bends over for China while trying to groom your kids has a constitutional right for eternal copyrights, tax giveaways, and special legal treatment available to no one else. That's a good tweet in and of itself, making fun of the David French, Jenna Ellis types. Somebody responded to him and said, there's a certain type of conservative pundit who's about two columns away from saying Disney should be made a member of NATO and you're not a principled constitutionalist <laughs> yeah. if you disagree. Those, those same kind of conservatives are now racing. Someone to- right now at National Review is spiking their column <laughs> yes. because you stole it from them. Yes. Send, send Mickey and Minnie to Ukraine right now. They're racing to Twitter to find their pedophile emoji and put it up on their page. Jenna Ellis saying offering on Twitter to openly help Disney, quote, defend your right to constitutionally protected speech against Florida's illegal retaliation, unquote. I don't even know what to say to that. I I, I hope she thinks that she's John Adams representing Redcoats after the Boston massacre, which would be completely and totally misguided and not an actual applicable equivalency. But I'm, I'm hoping that's what it is. 
Okay, because as I'm about to tweet and back to her, it's a hell of a transition from stop the steal to let me represent the groomers. That's a hell of a transition, man. I mean, that's I mean, that's Linda Blair head on a swivel stuff. I don't. So one of two things is going on here. Either this is the chick version of what we do when we know we're wrong and we're called out for it. We double, triple, quadruple down just out of spite. I don't think it's that. Or she's compromised by Trump and and trying to trying to make him not look like uh, as much of a uh, beat around the bush type of dude. And I'm putting that mildly as he is uh, as he looks like right now that that's one of two things are happening again i repeat what i said yesterday as well you go from saying that the election was stolen not just um not not just skewed not just uh the the the, the water was poisoned not just um uh it, she's saying it was stolen po- post fact she's saying it was she's going from that to uh, this is unfair to this mega corporation run by people who would never vote. I I don't know, I don't know how you make that jump unless it's the second option that I just talked if, about. If 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 your view of the Constitution is that a corporation's free speech to groom children into consenting to behavior that is immoral to illegal depending on which manifestation it takes and that the the duly elected legislature of Florida cannot act in a way in response to concerns of its constituents to remove special extra benefits that was previously granted to that corporation because of an agreed upon shared values that it was promoting for the good of those same citizens and their children. If that's your view of the constitution and quote unquote, uh, conservatism, libertarianism, any non communist ism, I we're just not on the same side. We're, we're just not. And I, I, I'm just, I had someone who knows her very well just send me a text a minute ago. What is this woman doing? I'm like, self-emulating. That's what she's doing. I I just, I don't even know what to say. That'd be the best case scenario. She is trying to figure out what the lying Ted Cruz angle is for DeSantis. I was about... When you, when, you, when you asked they're me that stealing, yesterday, they're stealing, they're stealing primaries. They're yep. stealing caucuses. When you, when you asked me that yesterday in the middle of the show, it stung me because I hadn't even considered it and I didn't want to consider it. But man, that's an Occam's razor answer yes, it right is. there. It makes it also, make perfect it's, sense. It's also, it's also pretty damn pathetic, man. That's what it is. I, I, that's as good of an explanation for how you go from stop the steal to let me defend the groomers as anything else, frankly. Adrienne, as we get back here on a feedback Friday, actually first though, because I got to stay on schedule so Ron doesn't yell at me in my ear. Remind you about our good friends over at Built Bar. I just had one, by the way. One of my leftover shamrock stash from St. Patty's Day. Uh, it is the absolute best protein bar you've ever had. It's better, I'm telling you. Better than a lot of the candy bars that are out there. Has that kind of texture, that kind of flavor, but 
not all that junk and calories and sugars and carbs you don't really want or need. It's got the good stuff loaded with protein, all of them covered in real chocolate. Too many great flavors to choose from, so why not do a variety pack and try several of them at once? Uh, you can get 15% off when you go to Built.com. That's B-U-I-L-T. For Built.com, use the promo code DACE to get 15% off your first or next, or next, next, next in my case, uh, your order at Built Bar. 15% off at Built.com for Built Bar with the promo code DACE. Let's continue on with Feedback Friday, and this is from Adrian. I'm a lifelong practicing member of the LDS Church. I was intrigued by your thoughts on how our second article of faith, according to some, de- demonstrates a disbelief in original sin. Uh, we believe that, and this was uh, on uh, Tuesday's Fake News or Not, we did like a religious-themed version of that. That's what she's referring to. We got a lot of good feedback. People like that. Yeah. We may do that again sometime. All right. Uh, we believe that the fall of Adam was a transgression that God planned for rather than a sin that should have never happened. So I understand that big difference in our respective theologies. But if you have the time, I'd like to understand one thing better. In the Book of Mormon, King Benjamin says, quote, For the natural man is an enemy to God and has been from the fall of Adam and will be forever and ever unless he yields to the enticings of the Holy Spirit and put off the natural man and become a saint through the atonement of Christ the Lord and become as a child, submissive, meek, humble, patient, full of love, willing to submit to all things which the Lord sees fit to inflict upon him, even as a child submits to his father. Uh, end quote. She says that's from Mosiah 319 is the verse cited there from the Book of Mormon, according to Adrienne. And she asks, how is the natural man that King Benjamin speaks of different than the original sin that you believe in? Well, let me answer this way. If, gentlemen, I had said that Adrienne had sent me this citation, but it was from Arrhenius, it was from Origen, uh, it was from Justin Martyr, it was from Augustine. I'm just thinking of early church mm-hmm. thought leaders, mm-hmm. okay, trying to explain the concept of middle, uh, I'm sorry, middle America, a concept of original sin uh, in the early er- era of the church all right, as, as a catechesis, as being as, as a confessional, a catechesis is being established, right? All right. That, that, if that if that quote was from them, would you have believed it if I had said so? Would I have believed it? Yeah. Because my answer would be, yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd believe that. That sounds pretty biblical. But just I'm just talking about this quote in particular. I absolutely would have believed that could have come from a church father. Let me read it again. For the natural man is an enemy to God. Do we disagree with that? Within orthodoxy? No. Nope. And has been since the fall of Adam. Do we disagree with that? No. Nope. And will be forever and ever unless he yields to the enticings of the Holy Spirit, puts off the natural man and becomes a saint through the atonement of Christ the Lord. Do we disagree with that? No. Okay. And becomes as a child, submissive, meek, humble, patient, full of love. Those are like, you know, uh, different variations of the fruit of the spirit, uh, willing to submit to all things which the Lord sees fit to inflict upon him, even as a child does submit to his father. Would we have disagreed with that? If I if if I claimed that that came from an established father of the church, would we have claimed? Would we have disagreed with that? No, yeah, I don't think so. I don't think so. So, as to your question, Adrian, yes, that does sound a lot like the traditional Christian dogma or doctrine, I should say, of original sin. Now we though get into a a secondary debate, which I don't have the time for, and frankly, we're probably not the show for. Um, but then we get into a secondary debate: Are we talking about the same Jesus and the same 
God the Father, because that's where there have been traditional disagreements between the way between Mormonism and Christianity, and or Mormons and Christians, and are Mormons Christians, and is it the same religion? Is it a different interpretation? Was Joseph Smith a prophet, etc.? That from that's where some of those disagreements come from. But in t- in terms of your particular question, absolutely not. That sounds very similar to uh, a hermeneutic on the traditional Christian doctrine of original sin. So I just wanted to share that. Uh, Any thoughts on that before we move on? No. Okay. I live in Fort Dodge, Iowa. Living in Iowa, I'm sure you know that Little Chicago is one of our nicer nicknames. We have a youth center here called Ickies, named after the uh, Ichthys that is their logo. It has been run by a young man who wanted the local kids to have a safe place to go and stay out of trouble. He got together with a coalition of local churches to help run it and has done an excellent job. My wife and kids have all served in various leadership positions with the center in the years it has been operational. While it is a Christian organization, they didn't force anything on anyone, but they kept open they kept an open dialogue about God and faith and didn't shy away from sharing the beliefs. My family has been as has seen many rude and unruly kids go through there and come out disciplined and respectful young adults. Recently, this young man has been struggling. Other youth groups have wanted to join with Ickies, but they have heavily pushed for the Rainbow Jihad. Being a Bible-believing Christian, he doesn't want to send mixed messages to the kids that he helps. Today, he called, or the other day, he called for a meeting of the seven local churches that oversee his work at the center. He wanted the center to adapt and publish a statement of their faith with three primary points. Number one, the Bible is the true, infallible word of God. Number two, marriage is between one man and one woman. Number three, life is sacred and begins at conception. He has always wanted such a statement and decided it was now the time to push for it because there was pushes coming externally for different beliefs. Of the seven churches, representing multiple denominations, mind you, that were on this board, only two of them were willing to accept this statement. The board then voted to dissolve the center. This gentleman started this voluntarily, and it turned into his primary job. He has been working hard to expand its outreach. Now, thanks to the churches he was serving with, he has no job, and the kids have nowhere to go. He had his let's find out moment. Unfortunately, the spirit of the age is strong here. That is from Mike. Now, why do you think I might have placed these two emails back to back? I'll answer my own question. We are living in a time here in the West of a systemic meltdown. Systemic. This is Fort Dodge, yes. Iowa. We are living in a time of systemic meltdown. If you had received... The confessional that Adrienne just articulated. If you had received that and you responded to that, I have to accept the atoning sacrifice of Christ. And I didn't, I've not done anything else to explore theological differences, distinctions. That was the only message brought to me. That was it. What Adrienne just articulated. You see my point? Yeah. And they brought that to me and I accepted that with my whole heart. And then went about trying to live that out. Are we sure that we just bypass looking for any fruit on the tree and assume that that person is not saved? Or 
I suppose they could have gotten a confessional from one of the seven denominations here in Fort Dodge, Iowa, representing 2,000 years of Christian orthodoxy, who couldn't be bothered to keep open a community center for kids. Now, I know the theology police in this audience, and I'm one of you, so I get you. You're going to start emailing me all the traditional differences between Mormonism and traditional Christianity. Have I just validated any of those differences and said they didn't matter? No. Have I watered any of them down? No. No. We walked through line by line a confessional of sin and belief from a listener who identifies as LDS. We all agreed that if we had cl- if, if we had read that that came from one of the church fathers, we all would have agreed to that as orthodoxy. If I'm responding to that in faith with my whole heart, are we sure that person is not saved? Furthermore, are we sure that a lot of people walking into our Catholic cathedrals and evangelical churches of alleged tradition and established orthodoxy because they walked into the building and walked out on a Sunday? Are we sure they are? No. Because it is not by your perfectly articulated systemic theology, Jesus said, that you will know them, is it? Is that what he said? No. What did he say? What did he say? It is by their fruit that you will know them. A good tree cannot produce good fruit. Or a bad fruit, I should say. Only a good tree can produce that. I have no problem hashing out these arguments. Somebody asked me the other day, someone sent me an email the other day about several things Joseph Smith taught and asked me, what's your your answer to these? And I I wrote him back. The best answer I can give you is, I don't believe Joseph Smith was a prophet. If I did, I would identify as LDS, but I don't. But that's a separate conversation, in my view, when you're dealing with a total cultural systemic collapse. This isn't just happening within Orthodox Christianity. It's happening everywhere. How many people going, how many people going to a Jewish temple this weekend truly have studied the law of Moses? Truly have. This isn't just happening to us, it's happening everywhere. And therefore, I think we just need to be a little bit more amorphous and flexible if the traditional lines of distinctions on an institutional level are all being eroded, we got to be a little more molecular and a little more granular in applying our standard. we got to look at people as individuals now more than ever before. Not as systems and not as institutions or proxies or byproducts of them, but as individuals. We'll close this out with our reminder from our friends at Real Estate Agents I Trust before you get involved in a real estate market during these unprecedented times. Make sure that you are doing so with an agent that you can trust, someone who has a fully vetted track record of success, someone you'd recommend to the people you care about, like I recommended my agent to Aaron. And how'd it go, Aaron? Very well. Very Very smoothly. Very smoothly. You want to have an agent that you would recommend to other people. Where would you find such a person. Well, the good news is we've made it very simple for you. The name of the website says it all. Realestateagentsitrust.com. That's where you want to go to find an agent who will come in, take charge of your situation, but then remember that you're ultimately the one in charge. Realestateagentsitrust.com. That'll do it for today's show. We're going to stick around. I Thoughts and prayers from my email inbox after that one. Um, but uh, everybody have a great weekend. We'll stick around and do overtime. 
uh, for Blaze TV subscribers. For the rest of you, we will see you again on Monday. Until then, John 317. This is Steve Dace. On the Blaze Radio Network.